This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, every five years, the Chinese Communist Party has a Congress at which decisions are made and delegates get the chance for one week to mingle with each other, but more importantly, to find out who is in power, who is in favor. And uh, this week, Xi Jinping, the Chinese president and maybe chairman for life, gave his speech to the Congress of over 2,000 people in the Great Hall of the People in Beijing, and he is expected to be confirmed for another five-year term, which will make him the most powerful Chinese leader since Mao Zedong. Uh, This is a very, very big deal. He may well be given also, we read, the title Chairman, and of course, Chairman Mao was the title of his predecessor. We're joined now from Taiwan, from Taipei, the capital of Taiwan, by William Yang. William is a journalist and our regular contributor to the stand on China. William, the speech on Sunday was two hours long. The audience was large. A substantial part of the speech was about Taiwan and what China believes in and what it plans to do. Can you tell us what she told the Congress? So I think the most important message uh, coming out of the Taiwan section of his uh, almost two-hour long speech is that he still prefers and favors uh, peaceful reunification with Taiwan. That is his priority. He did not mention at all any specific time frame or any uh, sort of uh, very specific uh, actions that he is going to uh, adopt uh, in the case when he is announced to be taking on his third term at the end of the party congress. So I think uh, from that perspective, uh, it is kind of like a relief uh, for a lot of people here in Taiwan or people who focus on cross-strait relations because following uh, rising tensions uh, from the last few months uh, since August, we have actually been very nervous or on the edge about uh, whether China has decided to uh, accelerate the pace of its time frame of invading Taiwan or at least preparing for that. Uh, But as of now, most of the experts uh, would agree that uh, this actually is going to be a sign that 
If possible, Beijing would still prefer not to use military as an action. But of course, he also reiterated that、uh, they will reserve the ability to use force if necessary,、uh, and that the most important part is also that he reiterated again, targeting, aiming at possibly the United States. That、uh, the matter of Taiwan is the matter for Chinese people rather than for any external forces. Yes, and of course. That's in direct conflict with President、uh, Joe Biden's commitment, which he said that the United States would actively try to prevent Taiwan falling into、uh, China's hand. Now that's further than the official policy, isn't it, William? Yes, exactly. And that was ab- that was about three months ago when Biden said that. It was very、uh, significant at the time. And it laid a marker down. The other problem once we see in the West is, and I find it difficult to understand, the fact that Putin was in Beijing for the Winter Olympics, the opening of the Winter Olympics, just before February twenty fourth, when he invaded Ukraine. He was in Beijing. There were very warm relations with. Xi Jinping. They talked about being friends, and it is thought that they have been friendly over and above a political relationship. The question that springs to mind when we see the way Putin is behaving, like a monster and a gangster, really in Ukraine and has been for years, why would she want to be his friend? I think Xi Jinping sees uh, in uh, he basically sees in Putin as an ally where at least their values are aligned、uh, when it comes to、uh, basically pushing back against the U.S.-led、uh, democratic、yes. uh, way of、uh, global system and、uh, the. China definitely sees Russia, at least in certain parts of the world, still having some kind of influence, even though it's been diminishing、uh, as the war in Ukraine、uh, drags on. But of course,、uh, in important、uh, international bodies like uh, the uh, United Nations, especially,、uh, whenever there is a proposal that China and Russia are.、Uh, Basically, don't really like、uh, their interests are mostly aligned, and so having Russia on their side firmly is a very important strategic move、uh, for China. But of course, the ongoing war in Ukraine、uh, is basically also、um, that means that China will have to at some point show its true color.、Uh, so far, China has tried to stay out of any uh, direct. Uh, Engagement on the issue.、Uh, it has repeatedly come out to、uh, warn both sides to be caution and stay calm, and、uh, it has expressed interest uh, in uh, possibly hoping to play the role as a mediator. But、uh, the outside world remains very、uh, suspect- suspicious about China's true intention and also China's true stance, because also at the same time, China has not directly.、Uh, 
criticized uh, what Russia and Putin has done, including the annexation of uh, four uh, regions yes. uh, under Ukraine and also the uh, the most recent uh, bombardment of uh, big cities, including Kiev, over the last yes. two days. Uh, China has only expressed concern, and that was during the Shanghai Cooperation uh organizations meeting in Uzbekistan last month. So uh, what this is going to uh, play out for China really depends on how the war uh, also uh, develops from here, especially yes. the upcoming winter. I think it's a very critical time for uh, the war. It could have make a really different turn and it will, we, it, it will be interesting to see how Beijing responds to that. Um, if I understood Xi's speech to the Congress on Sunday correctly, what he is proposing for Taiwan, and I may be wrong about this, and I, I, I hope you'll correct me if I am, was the same system that existed in Hong Kong. That is, you know, one country, two systems. Now, we know how that finished for the people of Hong Kong, is that what he proposed? I know he also said this is an internal matter for the Chinese people. And clearly, this is a reference to the United States and Japan and other countries taking a, an, a protective interest in Taiwan. But the one country, two systems idea was blown out of the water, if you'll forgive my English, uh, by the experience of people in Hong Kong. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, like that concept basically, uh, now, uh, was viewed as a sham, uh, by yes. most people here in Taiwan and including the opposition party, which, uh, has been advocating for, uh, more like, uh, less confrontational ties with China. Uh, but obviously in Beijing's view, uh, so far they don't have a better solution or better proposal, uh, for, kind of appealing to the Taiwanese people. So they have to stick with uh, what has already exist uh, in both uh, Hong Kong and Macau and use that as a reference to try to see if they can still be able to find ways to convince Taiwanese people, even though that has become more and more unlikely as uh, the situation in Hong Kong drifted further and further away from its original form uh, since the handover in 1997. Right now, uh, what we're seeing in Hong Kong is basically a mini version of uh, what has already been implemented in China. Uh, the only difference is that uh, China has not directly abolished the role of the uh, chief executive and uh it could, it, it would remain something to, uh, keep an eye on in terms of the actual power of the chief executive and also the legislative council. Even though, of course, both, uh, uh, organs have already been occupied by pro-Beijing, uh, like po politicians and lawmakers. Yes. And, and the, the rise to power of, of Xi and the way he has maneuvered to become now the most powerful Chinese Communist Party leader since Mao Zedong. It's quite extraordinary, isn't it? And he has made China more repressive for minorities, the Uyghur people, for example, but there are other examples as well. He really looks like a very, very sinister operator from where we're sitting. 
Right. I think he definitely defied a lot of the expectation uh, back in 2012 uh, before he was about to uh, take power. He was a very relatively low-key and uh, not such a flashy figure uh, before he was uh, decided to be the next uh, uh, the general secretary of the Chinese Communist Party in 2012. Was he but taught to be... Ago, sorry, William, to interrupt. Was he taught to be a reformer? Well, he was thought to be because of his uh, father's role in the party. Uh, his father was viewed as more of a liberal-leaning uh, reformer inside the party, or at least from that faction. So, obviously, yes. they would have thought that, uh, you know, he would have... Uh, inherited uh, some of those philosophies, but it just turned out that uh, he is completely different. He has a strong belief in the fundamental values of the uh, socialism that uh, was in the founding principles and values of the Chinese Communist Party. And he went at length to make sure that uh, a lot of these thoughts and concepts are being in, uh, implemented in its purest form. And obviously, he added uh, his own spin to it. And over the years, what we have seen, obviously, is to the tightening of the uh, spaces in civil society. And at the yes. same time, he also concentrated a lot more power onto himself because uh, prior to him taking power, the previous eight years have been uh, marred and uh, by a lot of uh, corruption scandals. And so he used anti-corruption as a meme to both uh, regulate the party itself, but also at the same time to target his political opponents. Yes. So uh, he achieved a lot of different goals uh, over the last 10 years. And now uh, with the uh, term limit being abolished in 2018, and also the new uh, Politburo Standing Committee, which is the top uh, decision-making organ inside the Communist Party, uh, likely being stacked with uh, more allies of his, or at least a people considered close to him. Uh, it is uh, looking more like a party where his decision is the only decision that will matter, and the rest of the roles uh, will more and more become uh, performative. They will be serving the goals of a pleasure, like fulfilling Xi Jinping's goals and thoughts. Uh, and uh, one of the things that many experts are predicting is that by the end of the Congress, they are going to shorten the so-called socialism with Chinese characteristics simply yes. down to the Xi Jinping thought, which basically will allow him to cement his uh, status in history just at the same height as Mao Zedong and Deng Xiaoping. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Right now, during his speech on Sunday, he did acknowledge that China faced what he described as dangerous storms ahead. He talked about battling economic pressures that have arisen from COVID, high energy prices and fallout from the war in Ukraine. The zero COVID policy China is trying to implement is proving difficult, is it? Right. It's really creating uh, a lot of economic uh, issues and challenges for Beijing. But that's not the only thing that uh, he is probably worried about. Other things that he is also worrying about is the restructuring of the global supply chain. Because of the uh, tough measures that China has adopted, a lot of uh, international companies are now moving outside of China, or at least uh, they have the plan to do that. And so that is going to have an impact on China's role in the global supply chain. And at the same time, that will have uh, put a lot of uh, pressure on Beijing to find new ways to ensure its status uh, of, you know, the global or the factory of the world not being replaced by uh, emerging countries in uh, Southeast Asia, for example. Vietnam is one of the right now uh, popular destination for a lot of these companies. And uh, Indonesia is another uh, country with a huge population and also a much faster growing uh, population compared to China's slowing and aging population, where that is also a time bomb where a lot of the experts are pointing to. So uh, I think for China, it's a combination of uh, factors that will force uh, Xi Jinping's third term to have to come up with new ways to both uh, uh, increase or enhance the birth rate and at the same time find ways out of this uh, zero COVID because experts, uh, healthcare experts, and public health experts are also saying how uh, China is now caught in a very awkward position because without having already exposed their populations to the Omicron variant yes. uh, and with a much uh, weaker vaccine in terms of efficacy, uh, they don't really have the tools to be ready to open up. And once they open up without any of these tools in place, they could expect a huge spike in terms of the number of serious cases and death tolls and also possibly, uh, you know, like a mounting pressure on their uh, healthcare system. Yes, and this is a country of 1.4 billion people. In, on the question of the vaccine, William, 
Why not use the Pfizer or Moderna? Why insist on their own vaccine? Is it just a matter of national pride? I think it's definitely more than the uh, matter of national pride. If we, we look at one of the main points that come out of his speech is the ingenuous uh, development in science and technology and also self-reliance. Uh, China uh, has uh, been pained and it feel the pain of the uh, sanctions or the denial of access for its tech companies uh, to for these advanced uh, semiconductor chips by the United States. And that tech uh, decoupling is possible. It's definitely most likely going to continue. And on the science front, uh, that is one uh, area where China still has some kind of control over the access to vaccines. So they are relying on their own teams and uh, they are refusing to start to rely or sign contracts with these uh, Western countries or Western companies because they, uh, they're they afraid that that is another trap that will build the long-term reliance of China on the Western-led uh, technological or scientific advancement. So I think that is actually more important than the pure national pride, where right. in the beginning we've, we all thought that is the reason. But if we look at it right now, a lot of Chinese pharmaceutical companies are now in the uh, phase two or even phase three of their development of their own mRNA uh, vaccines. But uh, domestically, I think that is when the national pride comes in. The government is refusing to acknowledge that, yes, uh, they have made a misjudgment in the beginning for be believing in their uh, original technique of developing the vaccine. And actually, the Western uh, mRNA uh, skills or techniques are way more uh, effective. But now, a lot of the Chinese uh, pharmaceutical companies are building factories uh, to prepare for the rollout of uh, mRNA vaccines once it's approved uh, domestically. But right now, the government side is refusing to have any or express any opinions on that. Uh, the first country that's likely going to approve a Chinese-made mRNA vaccine is actually Indonesia in a few months. Right. Now, the, the economic strength of China that we thought about, say, 10, 5, 10 years ago, seems to be not so solid now that the zero COVID is causing a problem. I read that there is unemployment at 20%. Can that be true? Right. The unemployment rate uh, truly during the summer when uh, most of the fresh graduates have joined the uh, job market is uh, close to 20%. And that is another a problem that Xi Jinping will have to tackle when he secures his third term by Sunday, when when, when they conclude this uh, party congress. And uh, the big question then is, who is going to be the new economic czar that is going to uh, take up the huge responsibility of uh, pivoting or steering the direction of China's economic policies when at the time that the country is stuck in its own zero COVID trap and at the same time facing mounting pressure from uh, Western countries in terms of uh, possible sanctions and possible not decoupling, but uh, the reduce of reliance on the Chinese market and the uh, exodus of uh, Western yes. foreign companies. So these are, you know, a combination of different factors that is going to uh, create a multifaceted challenge for the Chinese government uh, when Xi Jinping starts his third term. Now, the property crash, 
William, that they had and have. It looks very serious, right? It is very serious because uh, they have also relied way too much on the housing or at least infrastructure sector as a way to drive their economic growth uh, over the last few years. Uh, the reason why they were able to maintain at such a high level of growth for so many years in a row, and that is part of the reason they uh, went at the they you know they went advanced with a lot of these housing projects and. Uh, once they started selling, they realized that uh, there are some problems with the capitals, uh, and there is not enough. Uh, you know, these companies don't have enough ability to actually fin finish a lot of these projects that they actually start pre-selling, and so a lot of the uh, homeowners who have already uh, bought or signed contracts on these unfinished houses are now uh, being left in a terrible place. Uh, and how that is going to be resolved is uh, how much the Chinese government will, in the end, decide to jump in and save these uh, companies that are most likely doomed to uh, create a, a huge uh, headache for the Chinese economy in the next year, or at least the next one to two years. Just let me ask you a final question, William, about the mood in Taiwan. For example, the visit of Nancy Pelosi the Speaker of the House of Representatives was very significant in its own right. She's the third most in line to be president if something should happen to Joe Biden and a vice president. Um, can you tell me how the Taiwanese people viewed this visit? I, I mean, to some people, and I'd be one of them, it seemed provocative and little purpose. How did the Taiwanese people... And what's your own view of that visit? Um, I think the visit uh, in nature is a positive and good thing for Taiwan. But the biggest problem is obviously the timing. Uh, yes. Because of the fact that, you know, Beijing has been uh, issuing different kinds of warnings prior to her decision of uh, still deciding to include Taiwan as part of her trip, and it ended up becoming the most important uh, stop in her trip to Asia. Uh, it overshadowed uh, all the other collaborations yes. that she's trying to uh, like forge with uh, different countries in Southeast Asia, in Japan, and uh, South Korea. Uh, basically, the whole world is uh, zoom zooming in on Taiwan. And But, you know, the, what follows is uh, the consistency of uh, different uh, democratic countries, uh, like legislative or congressional delegations or parliamentary de delegations. We've already seen several other, uh, U.S., uh, congressional delegations visited Taiwan since then and Canada, uh, Germany, and also the upcoming, uh, UK and Denmark, uh, parliamentary delegations are also, uh, expected to visit Taiwan. So it opens up, or I think it helps to normalize, uh, yes. or show at least that these kind of, uh, exchange with Taiwan should be, uh, should not be treated as something that is sensitive. It should be just, uh, viewed as a normal exchange yes. between, uh, institutions that have like-minded values. But at the same time, uh, the repo effect of it, of course, uh, it's, it also remains to be seen, especially how the Chinese uh, military develops their own strategy or reformulate their own strategy is something that uh, cannot 
already be answered for now, but uh, as uh, their actions become maybe start to show new patterns, that I think is when we will have more clues about the long-term impact of uh, Pelosi's visit and the timing that she decided to visit. Okay, William, we're very grateful to you for joining us from Taipei, the capital of Taiwan. Uh, thank you very much indeed. We're grateful to William, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.